using discount code FRUITS. We've got inbound traffic at a heavy level. We're working with a clean slate. We had one wreck. Parkway and Hobbs Island. It should be cleared out of the way. You be careful on your trip in. Branches at the Y are clean and safety measures are in place. Early childhood education, fitness centers, walking tracks, swimming, personal training, and school-age essential worker child care. YMCAHuntsville.org. I'm Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Sometimes Life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. common sense, and a few gray hairs to the table through his many, many years of experience. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. This is Fred Holland. Oh, no. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. Well, 70% chance today, and it's going to feel like 97, which doesn't seem too bad, but it's going to be sticky today. I don't think we'll get cooled off by any of this. Uh, Bill Murphy is president of Good Government Now. We've been chatting with Bill for a number of years. And, I, uh, Bill, I had somebody ask me the other day. They said, this, guy, this guy's heart's in the right place. It's just what he's advocating is at a time when the inmates are running the asylum. How do we answer that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Fred, it's, it's the toughest question uh really that i face in 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 many ways uh and i'm sure you saw the reporting on the judiciary committee hearing in the house with um with the attorney general yesterday and uh, you know uh, an event like that really further uh aggravates the question but what you know what i would say and 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 what i do say is that a core part of the problem here is that we, as Americans, we have all started to look at these issues primarily through uh, a sh- the, the prism of our short-term political preferences, whether they're partisan or ideological. And that certainly has been true of members of Congress. And, and that approach has caused us to, at times or in instances where the constitutional duties of Congress are clear to responsibly and thoroughly obtain information to inform its legislative and oversight missions to to allow ourselves not to support the congressional actions that are necessary to execute that duty. And as a result, you get what we've had is kind of a string of successive instances where the, the the precedent or the norms are breaking down where it gets to the point now where Congress totally failing uh, is the case. It used to be that there was almost unanimity in both the House and Senate when it came to these issues. They would say, hey, what is the institutional prerogative of either chamber for information, and we're going to make sure that we get that information. Then once we have it, we'll kind of fight it out. Now, that's not to say it was not partisan and there weren't interests. It is to say, though, that those preferences, those political preferences, were not allowed to override the core constitutional understandings that the framers had and that were affirmed not only in early Supreme Court precedents, but in other key Supreme Court decisions extending out through the 20th century. So my response to that would be almost as a matter of principle, you cannot adopt that position and say, well, no, you know, this Congress, I I don't like them. They're out of control or they're, they're misguided. You can't adopt that position without causing long-term damage to the institution itself. Isn't the the institution, though, already damaged? I mean, you got people making stuff up and and having it reported as fact. 
I mean, we're, we're, we've, yeah. we've gotten to the, and I understand, I have a, I have an attorney friend who, who, who laughs when he says, well, I want to sue this person, and he goes, well, uh, well, how much principal are you willing to write that check for? You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, 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 I understand. Look, Bill, Bill's, for people who don't know, Bill's position is, and, and I'm with him on the fact that Congress isn't acting like Congress anymore. They've advocated, advocated, a lot of their responsibility to these agencies to make their own laws. The executive branch has been running amok for a couple of presidencies. And the Supreme Court isn't even acting like the Supreme Court anymore. The, the, the court system is all screwed up. It's like the three stools are twisted into a pretzel. And yeah. we gotta, we got to fix yeah. that. I just don't know how we do it, yeah. Bill. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me, let me throw this out there to Fred, because here, here's another important point to, to answer the, the question you raised, which is probably the most important one before us as a practical matter. And the test I apply, you have to apply a two-part test, and it goes back to what I said before of trying to put your immediate policy or political preference aside for a minute and just ask yourself, number one, whatever the dispute in question is, is Congress constitutionally entitled to that information? If it is, even, even if those who are seeking it have a clearly transparent, biased, and perhaps even irresponsible political agenda, the first question is, though, given the circumstances, is Congress entitled? That's usually true, particularly you know, if they're seeking information from within the executive branch about how the government is functioning uh, in terms of executing a law that Congress created. So on that first question, you know, my answer would be everything that I just said in, in response to your first question would, would apply, and that we should try to unite, even if we have to hold our nose in the short term and say, well, you know, the other guys are in charge now, and I, I don't agree with them, just to make sure that the institution is there and exists and has the capabilities it needs when I'm in charge, if I'm trying to apply something constructively, or if the nation faces a major crisis where functional information gathering and decision making is going to be vital to our ability to get out, that's why I'm going to do it now. And then once I do that and the information is out on the table, I really believe, and I think we've seen a lot of it in the, in the, the last year and a half, that if something's not, that you can't subpoena something that doesn't exist or that's not there. Yeah, you can lie, you can try to make yeah. things up. That's, it, that's I, right. I, I you really get, if it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. Hey, hang on. I want to get to this. I want to get to what's going on with the CDC as well. More with The Bill Dana Murphy. Show, the conservative alternative. Today at 2 on WTKI Talk. With the Bloomberg Business of Sports report, I'm Michael Barr. The nation's top infectious disease expert is concerned the baseball season may be up in the air after several Miami Marlins players and two coaches are said to have tested positive for COVID-19. Dr. Anthony Fauci on ABC's Good Morning America. You just have to watch this. This could put it in danger. I don't believe they need to stop, but we just need to follow this and see what happens with other teams on a day-by-day basis. Asked if the NFL will have to operate in a bubble, Fauci she says that's possible. NASCAR is putting more support behind minority drivers to broaden the sport's exposure. For example, 18-year-old Rajan Karuth is a NASCAR prospect. The young black driver is one of a half dozen youngsters participating in the Drive for Diversity program. The program has developed few drivers for the Elite Cup Series over nearly two decades including Bubba Wallace and Daniel Suarez, who are among the former members. And that is a Bloomberg Business of Sports report. I'm Michael Barr. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. The Ted O'Neill Offer with principal office in Houston, Texas, is responsible for the content of this ad. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup Weed Killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bear, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of Weed Killer Roundup. Call our Weed Killer Cancer hotline now to see if you are entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone 
someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and exposed to Roundup? Call now. Our attorneys have the experience and specialize in fighting for everyday people to get you the compensation you deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup Weed Killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-729-1337 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-729-1337. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. They really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and, you know, supporting their country. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. Family members that are soldiers in the Army National Guard inspire and influence, setting a path for others. It's validating knowing that, you know, I kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way I do. I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future. And I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot of pride, and they're just out there doing something every day and then serving their country as well. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. He's Leo the Tech Guy, and he's really smart. Saturday nights at 6 on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. Be the team, the best one ever. Them pets making history up in her. You know, I hear Belichick's got a plan for the pandemic. Did you hear that? They're, they're, I don't know if they can get football. Um, yeah, they're going to they're gonna trade the rest of the team for the Buccaneers. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Bill Murphy, president of good government now. Hey, um, in answer to this, uh, I had a couple of people say, why do you keep having that guy on? Um, look, I am with you in principle here, and I think you sort of hit on it when we were coming out of the other break. I, it, the, the fact that if you allow Congress to be Congress and, and take its power back, the, the, the subpoenaing of things that don't exist and the things you make up become pretty starkly apparent, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. I, I think you, you delegitimize your own power at a minimum in the court of public opinion, you know, and that arose, that that again is why they Congress has to be careful because if you abuse oversight powers for petty, narrow partisan reasons, not not only do you harm the institution over the long term, but usually it's going to blow up in your face. I mean, people I, I think get it after a while. So, uh, and that when you look at the history of this over over the long term, that's always true. There have always been people who overreach. And, you know, there's just something about an open democratic process that tends to, that dirty laundry kind of tends to float to the top sooner or later, you know, and, and everybody sees it. So, yeah, you're, you're right about that. I, I really believe that. And you, you have to get in there and fight it out. And, you know, I would say yesterday was a good example with the, with the attorney general. I learned a lot that I had not known uh, just from listening to him testify, you know, when he did get to talk. Yeah, when he did get to talk. <laughs> he is he yeah. is the patience yeah. of Job. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's no question. But you can see, I mean, I, I have seen, you know, people I've been speaking with uh, thought that there was just, you know, why, how can a hearing be a constructive, productive thing if you don't let your witnesses talk and if we're making a big deal about having witnesses appear? So I, I, I think that that hurts the process a little bit. But, but beyond that, as you said, you know, he, he's, he's showed a certain patience and calmness, but his, his testimony was information laden. And I think that probably when all is said and done, that served the cause of truth on, on a lot of the issues that he was discussing and, and was helpful. So in, in, in my mind, it, it shows that, that he was better off and the administration was better off and national policy was better off because he appeared, even if they were going to give him a hard time and he knew that. 
You know, the other thing that you're that you've been going after here, and I uh, one of my pet peeves is, you know, Congress has abdicated to a lot of these agencies. And um, I think the CDC, perfect example of, you know, the CDC is over there working on gun control things that are not working on the things that they're supposed to be doing. Um, and now, of course, Congress should uh, if, they need to bring and, and I guess to, to force the director Redfield to uh, to testify, and you're saying that this needs to be done so he can testify in this whole reopening of schools issue. I mean, he's been out there. He says, uh, I think, wasn't he quoted as saying his 11 grandkids need to be back in school, right? Yes, he he did, and you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's legitimate. That's become the position of the agency. Uh, and the big thing I remember him saying is that you know there's a cost to not reopening the schools. And his judgment, and I've been seeing many experts saying this, and I'm I'm reluctant to endorse it because I I don't really know a lot about that stuff. But they're saying that uh, you ha- you have to take that into consideration in making the decision. And I I did watch the the hearing last Thursday where his his attendance was requested and 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 he declined. And it it was a productive hearing and it addressed these issues in in, in a way that I thought was reasonable. Uh, and there were specific questions about the CDC's policy. They had. Two ed- educators, a, a superintendent from Dallas, an con- education commissioner from Tennessee, um, and a, a, a doctor from the uh, think American Academy of Pediatrics, and they, you know, they were talking about this. One, one of the Congress persons said that it would be helpful to know if there was an. Uh, like a threshold infection rate or case rate of coronavirus in an area that would dictate whether or not it was safe to open schools. And no one there could op- answer it, and, and she was saying, gee, it would be helpful to know if, if what the CDC's position was on that. So, you know, the people in that room didn't know. That's one example in my mind where the country w- would have been better off Number one. And number two, because Congress needs that information, they're remiss in not requiring it to be produced. And no matter who the witness is, I think that that stands. And that's always the position I take. In this circumstance, on a hearing devoted to school reopening, in my mind, it is disgraceful that the director of the Center for Disease Control was not present to participate in that discussion. You know, they've taken so much criticism, though, right? I mean, again, we're in an environment where they're in a siege mentality at the CDC, and to some degree the FDA, right? Because there were were, were so many miscues, right? I mean, they've made so many mistakes, and I think especially the CDC, I mean, they botched the initial test kits. I think the guidance on mask wearing, so many of these things have been inconsistent that I, I think, you know, the, I, I would imagine the average American like me looks at this and you're kind of scratching your head saying, hey, you know, I thought we knew these guys to have the right answer the first time. And it doesn't seem, uh, you know, like, like that was the case. Well, I mean, it's, um, it's like any other so, bureaucracy, right? I mean, people think government can do it. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is look at the VA and some other areas where, you know, the VA's cleaned itself up a little bit. But, I mean, again, you're talking about massive bureaucracies who are expected to be able to run like corporations or, or be innovative. And by their sheer nature, they can't, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, I think a lot of them couldn't, but you know, I, I have to say, and, and I don't consider myself a, a, an expert in this policy area, but you know, it was, it's, it was pretty predictable that there would be significant pandemics, whether influenza or other, and some basic things I think that, you know, that needed to be done. And it just, it just seemed to me that some of the ball dropping here, uh, and it was, it was in the professional bureaucracy, it really needs to be looked at. I mean, it shouldn't have happened. Some of that stuff should have should have worked. They, uh, and I understand this this uh, virus is is different than what what they've seen before in terms of how much it tra- how fast it transmits. But um, you know, again, these these are all going to be good sort of after action oversight questions for Congress and to have a good shot at making sure that we don't fall into the same trap again. Having that stuff done effectively would would be helpful. You know, and, and here's the other problem you have: you got a guy who's an outsider, Trump, whether you like him or not, 
there's a lot of mistrust within the government, the bureaucracy in this president. And the bureaucracy doesn't like to share a lot of times. And I, I still think that's an issue, don't you? Oh, I, I think that's a major issue. Um, it's it's clear the you know people I talk to in, in the administration there, there's significant uh, tension, maybe even hostility, frequently between the career bureaucracy and certainly an outside president like like Trump, but maybe anyone who has a conservative or or a Republican tilt. So I, I think managing the bureaucracy is always a big challenge. Uh, I think a lot of the president's supporters and and, and himself detect a detect that. I mean, I, I think it, it's fair to say and, and difficult to deny, and it complicates problem solving. Uh, well, uh, in in the end, Congress needs to take its power back. That's what Bill's been uh, been, been talking about for a long time here. Yeah. And uh, Supreme hey. Court needs to start yeah. acting like the Supreme Court and the executive branch. And we we got to get this fixed and yeah. untangle the pretzel. Uh, okay, so hey, where do people no find more hey. on uh, good government now, Bill? Yeah, sure. Come come visit us at, at goodgovernmentnow.org and uh, check out the proposals and the most, most recent news and developments. All right. More information is always better. Transparency. We just don't seem to want to do that a lot of times. Bill, thanks. We appreciate you sharing. <laughs> you bet. Thanks so much, Fred. spent over 30 years talking to and about North Alabama, and he's not done yet. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk. Drivers doing a great job this morning. Traffic at a heavy level, but we don't have anything problem-wise on the board that can change quickly, so be careful. Put some extra room in there so you got somewhere to go if something does go wrong. Injured in a motorcycle accident? Send your Timberlake and Lee can help. 536-0770 or law-injury.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeyes North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Our customers trust us to take them to the next level in business process automation. Lyosi Group President Nick Lyosi. Our next level team researches real solutions, human resource, digital signage, and workflow software. For our customers, the return on investment is immediate. Our team holds your hand through the transition and stays with you. Doing the right thing. Drake Avenue and at LyosiGroup.com. For decades, Bob Davies at Davies Auto Service Center has been taking care of our personal and company vehicles. And I've mentioned this many times. Bob shoots you straight. What kept me coming back all those years was the things Bob said we didn't need yet. And we did need a major repair. Bob was reasonable. Another thing from Davies Auto Service Center you're not going to get from other auto repair shops? One-year warranty on parts and labor. You like what you drive. You want to keep it on the road. Maybe you're shooting for that mileage milestone. And besides, it's cheaper than a car payment. So call Bob Davies at Davies Auto Service Center, the Blue Building, 10th Avenue and Triana Boulevard, between Bob Wallace and Governor's Drive in Huntsville. Davies Auto Service Center, 256-534-2704. That's Davies Auto Service Center, 256-534-2704. I live alone and rarely have visitors. So when I slipped and fell in the kitchen last month and couldn't get to a phone, I knew I was in trouble. Help! I could barely move. Help! I tried calling for help, but no one could hear me. As I lay there, I couldn't help but think of my kids and grandkids having to go on without me. I was terrified. It took eight hours for my neighbor to find me. It could have been the end of me. That's when I knew... I needed Life Alert. With just one press of this button, I'm connected to the Life Alert Center, where I can get the help I need, even when I cannot reach a phone. With Life Alert, I'm never alone. Please call 1-800-414-2188 for your free Life Alert brochure. That's 1-800-414-2188. 1-800-414-2188. Call for your free Life Alert brochure today at 1-800-414-2188. 
Ever wondered just how dull this world would be without color? I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. After the break, we'll talk about one color in particular that has a nasty habit of showing up uninvited right after this. Could your backyard use a makeover? You can create beautiful outdoor living spaces with Rumblestone from Pavestone. Create a paver patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen. These rustic building blocks make it easy and they look great. Rumblestone from Pavestone is available at the Home Depot. And be sure to check out the project ideas and how-to videos at Pavestone.com. That's Pavestone.com. Green is a color that crosses many boundaries. It's the color of spring. Many people have a green thumb. You can turn green with envy or when you're not feeling well, you turn green at the gills. But one area you don't want to see green is when it's mold and mildew growing around your home. Fortunately, getting rid of this green is an easy task. For surfaces that are non-porous, such as ceramic tile, marble, or porcelain, a mixture of bleach diluted with 10 parts water will kill the growth. Outside on vinyl or aluminum siding, be sure to choose bleach formulated for outdoor use. But for porous surfaces, bleach isn't as effective. Instead, look for an antimicrobial spray that will not only kill the existing mold and mildew, but will also inhibit its future growth. I'm Danny Lipford with tips for today's homeowner. What's a lever action? What's a pump? What's an automatic? What's a magazine? What are all these terms everybody's using? Hi folks, I'm Tom Gresham and I invite you to join me as we answer these and other questions on Gun Talk, the only show out there about gun rights, collecting, personal defense, sport and recreational shooting. And of course, we never forget about safety. Celebrate the Second Amendment Sunday afternoon at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk. Hey, y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. She's smart, cute, and very hairy. Tiki, the official mascot of WTKI Talk. So we're really sucking up this morning, huh? <laughs> She's a Longhorn. Uh, Rebecca Siegfried is uh, Mars 2020 engineer, and um, it, it, we're going to talk a lot. She works for the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. And I want to point out, it's early for you. We appreciate you getting up early for us. How are you? Hey, hey, Fred. I'm great. And I love the music. Thank you for making me feel it. Oh, yeah. A little bit of Austin there for you. All right. So, um, look, for people who don't know, we've been, you know, we're talking about going to Mars. We've actually been to Mars, not physically, but we've been sending these robot things. Um, so, so we're, we're beginning to pull some things. And we know a lot, right? Already? Yes. Yes, we do, and we're going back, and it's really exciting because this time we're bringing a whole new suite of instruments um, and have a whole new mission plan for Perseverance. And this is all before we get manned there. And I'm, you know, I've been making my list of people I'd like to send to Mars, uh, <laughs> one way. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, Fred. Because <laughs> it's going to take a while. No people. I, Me you too. Know, there are people who would be signing up for this. But, but in in all seriousness, we're getting, we're beginning to ask that question, right? Was there life on Mars? Because we keep finding things, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, we 
on uh, past rover missions, we have found that, you know, the, the climate and the things on Mars could have sustained life for a period of time. And so that's why this rover, we're actually um, going to go and seek the signs of ancient life. We're going to go hopefully find those fossils, find the things um, in, in, the, in the rocks um, to help us actually answer that question. Uh, was there life ever on Mars? Um, we're also going to be caching some samples, and really what that means is just drilling down into the surface of Mars um, and, and bringing up cores and putting them in tubes for another mission to come back, retrieve them, and send them back to Earth. So it's the first leg of a Mars sample return mission, which is super exciting. And then, you know, we're also preparing for humans. So we have a whole suite of instruments on board that are going to help us determine if if humans can, can survive on Mars for a, a long period of time so it's it's a super exciting mission you know in the movies it doesn't work out real well but this is real life it'll be different uh and we but you know <laughs> you know what's interesting here because when we went to the moon we we'd landed a few things but we didn't know the kind of things we know now about like a mars mission we're going to know so much more about that planet before we ever get there than we ever dreamed of knowing about the moon right that's right. Yeah, we we are taking it one step at a time, learning more and more with every mission. Um, you know, it's a lot farther to travel. So if we are going to send humans there, um, it you know it takes seven months. At least it's going to take the rover seven months to get to Mars. So if we do send humans there, we want to make sure that they're safe and and healthy on the surface for a long period of time. You know, unlike the moon, which is a shorter trip, even though it's days, um, this is months. So so uh, you're right though. It we we learn. A, we're learning a lot about the the planet at, with every mission that we take there. All right, so this launches uh, tomorrow, right? It's tomorrow morning. We are so excited, and we're hoping that you all will watch along with us. But, yeah, it's bright and early at 4.50 a.m. Eastern time is liftoff. Um, and so it, it's Sorry, 4.50 Pacific time is liftoff. Um, so it's going to be early for us, but a great morning launch for the East Coast. Uh, it'll be beautiful. All right. So I want to I want to make sure I don't forget Marshall. I'm assuming Marshall has something to do with this propulsion or or some involvement, right? Should, should I, I'll get in trouble if I don't mention Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's involved in a lot of this stuff, right? Yeah, Marshall. Marshall's an incredibly important NASA center. We um, they build a lot of the boosters for the vehicles um, and test a, a you know a bunch of propulsion systems out there. So we love Marshall and we thank them for all their work that they do for sure. Yeah, I don't get in trouble. I forget sometimes that they go, you didn't mention us. <laughs> no problem. So, I know. So this good. this rover is. I mean, what excite you've been? How long you've been doing this? Yeah, so I've, I've been on Mars 2020 for five years, but I've been at the Jet Propulsion Lab now for almost eight years. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it, almost a decade, I guess. <laughs> but I have been dreaming about working at working in space, really, since about eighth grade when I saw Spirit and Opportunity, two of um you know, of Perseverance's predecessors, two rovers, they landed on Mars back in 2004. Um, and I saw them land, and it sparked a curiosity in me to to reach for the stars and help find life on other planets. So this is a dream come true for myself, for sure. You know, it's interesting, Rebecca, because we're, we're dealing with uh, a couple of generations here who have the, the attention span of gnats. And in your business, you have to wait decades to get the stuff that you sent the probes out to get, right? you got to be extremely patient and not too anxious in science when you're doing this kind of thing. The same thing with the stuff we've been sending to the sun, right, or around the sun. It takes a while to get the stuff back. And a lot of times the, the people involved at the beginning may not always be there at the end of a, of a project like this, right? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, with the, you're exactly right. Uh, with these Mars rovers, you know, we get a little taste of, of new science almost every day. Um, every time we rove to a new, a new place on the planet and we do a science campaign there, we get data back that tells us something else about the, the surface of Mars. So, you know, we get tastes of new things 
constantly. <clears throat> but, you know, there are times when these huge, big events happen where we, like with Spirit and Opportunity, when they found the evidence of water for the first time, and Curiosity, when she found evidence that life could have existed on Mars with the things that she was seeing. You know, we get these big spikes of, like, this incredible science back on Earth. But but they keep, it keeps feeding – Mars keeps feeding us spoonfuls of cool science. Um, so – so it it is nice in that way for sure. So you just have to be patient till till this one gets there now. So this one's going to take a while to get there. And when will it? At, when will we actually start getting information from uh, from Perseverance? Yeah. So um, well, there's two answers to that. To, so when we get information from Perseverance, the first time we'll hear from Perseverance um, after she launches tomorrow is a couple of hours later. Um, for Pacific time, it's going to be about 6.15 in the morning is the first time we'll get we'll hear from Perseverance with the launch. Now, when we land, the first science we're actually going to to receive, um, that's, we're going to land in about the middle of February. Right now, it's February 18th. Um, and so right when we land, we'll take a picture, and hopefully that'll be the first. Usually it's to make sure that everything landed properly and that we're on solid surface. Um, but it's possible, you know, we could even get science down that first day, um, some interesting science stuff. So, so yes, February 18th is the, the data mark for the first bit of science that we get back from Mars. This is like waiting for Christmas, right? It's <laughs> yeah, not here yet. It's definitely... <laughs> It's, it's better than Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you just got to wait a little longer because it's going to be February. So what? what's the one thing you mentioned a couple about, you know, the, the, the possibility of finding life and finding water and all that. What's the one that, that got you excited so far in, in working on this project? What's the big one? Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're taking along a sidekick with us this time. Um, we're taking along a helicopter called Ingenuity. Um, the, her first powered flight will be the first time that we've ever flown a rotorcraft on another planet. Um, so that's super exciting. It's a technology demonstration, which means that um, we, you know, we don't know anything about powering, doing a power vehicle on another planet. So um, it'll be really exciting if that works out. That's what I'm most excited about. All right. A cra- flying a craft in that atmosphere. That's, a, that's science in itself. Uh, Rebecca, we exactly. appreciate it very much uh, out there at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Thanks for waking up with us uh, so early. Uh, again, where do they go? I guess the Mar- uh, the uh, NASA channel will have the launch, right? That's right. Tomorrow? Yep, mars.nasa.gov. Just Google that, and it'll give you everything you need. All right. Hey, much success with this. Wow, this makes me tingle thinking of some of this stuff. I know it does <laughs> you because you've been doing it for so long. Rebecca, Re- Rebecca Sieg- Siegfried, I knew I'd screw that up. Mars 2020 engineer at the uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. It launches wee hours tomorrow. Republicans like use offensive words. Capitalism and freedom. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. Drivers doing a great job this morning. Traffic at a heavy level, but we don't have anything problem-wise on the board that can change quickly, so be careful. Put some extra room in there so you got somewhere to go if something does go wrong. Injured in a motorcycle accident? Send your Timberlake and Lee can help. 536-0770 or law-injury.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeyes North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threat. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. 
across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready, and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. 800-626-4910. Tradition at Stanley's is a little something different for everybody. The meatball, ham and Swiss, the pizza sub, steak combo, turkey, tuna subs, Italian cold cut, vegetarian, the kitchen sink. Hot or cold, they all have one thing in common, fresh baked bread. And don't forget those great sides, fried green tomatoes, mushrooms, cheese sticks, onion rings and fries. Huntsville's original sub, Stanlio's, Jordan Lane and Holmes Avenue, and Governor's Drive just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanlio's on Facebook and receive special offers. It's the little from Pasadena. Celebrate the Second Amendment. Sunday afternoon at 1, Gun Talk on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. I checked her out. She's no little old lady. Let me just I, say I didn't that. think she was little or old, So, but that's the best we could come up with. Little Jan and Dean. They had a little, pro- little propulsion of their own back in the day, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little different. Uh, anyway, uh, Perseverance, uh, wee hours tomorrow morning uh, heading to Mars. I like that idea. They got a basically it's a helicopter. That's that's the sidekick of this thing that's going to apparently try to fly around Mars. That's pretty funny, yeah. yeah Isn't the, that bizarre? The, the helicopter Look at the on Mars. Of this is just wow. <laughs> just strange. Uh, I, you know, I don't, and and forgive me, but I don't know that I I, I ever met Bill Smith. Um, he dies at the age of eighty one. Had served in the Alabama legislature as uh, <clears throat> in the House and the Senate uh, from the area. He was the guy. Um, I don't know if singularly responsible, but one of the people who was involved in bringing the super, the supercomputer to Huntsville. Do you remember all that stuff? At one time, we had. It was like the, the, we had two computers here. There was a time. Now now everybody's got them, right? But back when a supercomputer was a big deal, and now it's kind of like everybody's got one, we had one in re, we actually had two in Research Park. Did you know that? The core of engineers had one, and then, and then there was the other one, the state supercomputer that I guess UAH used. Um, that was like unique for like the Southeast for a long time. And uh, so the late Sen- Senator Smith had had some involvement in that. Um, but anyway, um, he passes and uh, prayers for his family and uh, uh, services today at Maple Hill. So we lose another uh, lose another uh, another one of those shapers of uh, of Huntspatch. Yeah, he got a lot done in his eighty something years there. So yeah. uh, seemed like a good man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Worked with Governor Folsom to secure funding to extend the road from University Drive to 53. That was the uh, that was the uh, that was the Research Park Boulevard part. So, do you remember when people could lie in the middle of Research Park Boulevard and never get? I, hit I by remember a car? them talking about that. and yeah. uh, maybe we should try that again. I know? was in a a walkathon. On on on, oh, yeah. on Research Park Boulevard one time because it was so uh, so unused. 
they cl- they just closed it because the three or four cars that used it wouldn't have, yeah. wouldn't have mattered. Now try that. Yeah, you wouldn't last very long on that walkathon. Or that, Not going to happen, or my that friend. Lay- or that layathon, either. I know. WTKI Talk. Like us on Facebook at WTKI and be in touch anytime. I'm Liz Clayman and this is the Fox Business Report. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos makes his first ever appearance before Congress today. The world's richest man, along with the leaders of Apple, Facebook, and Google's parent company, Alphabet, will all be questioned by the House Antitrust Subcommittee, which is investigating their dominance of the tech business. Music streaming company Spotify continues to lose money, even though more people are listening. Spotify was hit with a tax bill that cut into its business in the spring quarter, even though it was making more money from subscriptions. It also says 21% of its monthly active users now listen to its podcasts more than earlier in the year. Fruit and vegetable company Fresh Del Monte Produce reported a weaker profit, though people are buying more of its products to eat at home. It lost restaurant and food service business in the quarter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. President Trump is fighting back, but he needs honest media. That's why millions are tuning into Newsmax TV. Every weeknight, you can watch Greg Kelly rip the media's hypocrisy. Plus, see Sean Spicer, Michelle Malkin, Mike Huckabee, Herman Cain, and more. Everyone is talking about Newsmax TV. Find it on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Cox, Optimum, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Wow, and more. Or just check your cable guide. Newsmax TV is now America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Watch it today. Drivers doing a great job this morning. Traffic at a heavy level, but we don't have anything problem-wise on the board. That can change quickly, so be careful. Put some extra room in there so you got somewhere to go if something does go wrong. Injured in a motorcycle accident? Send your Timberlake and Lee can help. 536-0770 or law-injury.com. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeyes North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. I live alone and rarely have visitors. So when I slipped and fell in the kitchen last month and couldn't get to a phone, I knew I was in trouble. Help! I could barely move. Help! I tried calling for help, but no one could hear me. As I lay there, I couldn't help but think of my kids and grandkids having to go on without me. I was terrified. It took eight hours for my neighbor to find me. It could have been the end of me. That's when I knew... I needed Life Alert. With just one press of this button, I'm connected to the Life Alert Center, where I can get the help I need, even when I cannot reach a phone. With Life Alert, I'm never alone. Please call 1-800-414-2188 for your free Life Alert brochure. That's 1-800-414-2188. 1-800-414-2188. Call for your free Life Alert brochure today at 1-800-414-2188. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. They helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Julie. Julie. Inspiration without all that screaming. Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. So the mask ordinance statewide uh, expires Friday unless they extend it. But I've been looking at Bama Tracker and all the numbers are going down. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We get a briefing today from Huntsville City Hall because it's Wednesday. We get a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're back to three days a week, right? Because they had knocked us down to two days. Remember? Yeah, for a short time we were at two, and then they said, well, it's... And it might have been a uh, holiday. holiday thing, yeah, and so they bumped it back up to three. Yeah. So. 
So anyway, uh, we will find out today what the uh, but but the numbers appear even though Alabama's in the news because apparently we're one of those states you got to be careful traveling from, uh, particularly to D.C. unless you're a member of Congress or have some business with Congress. Apparently the the virus doesn't mm-hmm. like uh, it, those people are immune. So <laughs> the virus likes it no more than likes them no more than we do. I guess uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how. And it when works. you and when you were first starting to talk about Bama Tracker, I thought it was some kind of uh, Nick Saban thing where oh. he was keeping track of his five star oh. players or oh, or something no. out there. Yeah, it'll make you think otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in a different year, yeah, it would make you think that. I'm I'm still stuck on this. Uh, we were talking to uh, Rebecca Siegfried, who is a uh, uh, Mars 2020 engineer, been I guess. Out there in Pasadena, eight years, been on this project for five. You got to be patient for this stuff, right? Because we're not going to get any. This thing doesn't land till February. This thing that launches in the wee hours tomorrow. But I'm I'm fascinated with this thing. It's going to have a little helicopter sidekick that's going to fly around. <laughs> I mean, who comes up with this stuff? From the I'm mines. just glad they do. Yeah. But it's awesome stuff. But, you know, they'll be tracking this thing. That'll be half the fun for these folks. Just yeah. every second of the day, there's going to be somebody at the helm just keeping an eye on it and see uh, where is it today, how far did it go, and all that good stuff. Was it Goddard? Where, who were we were talking to the folks about the, uh, or, or maybe it was Marshall. Who, who did the, um, who's doing the probe that's going around the sun? Remember that one is going to take like three years for us I to get. I think that the, might have been a Goddard production. It might have there. been a Goddard thing, um, but Marshall's involved in all this stuff on the propulsion side and some of the other science side. But anyway, the the fact that these people have been on these projects for a decade. I mean, we're we're interviewing people that started uh, start this process in one decade, and they don't get any information back f- f- till the next decade. How do you do that? I mean, we have people that, you know, my mom was one of those people. She she would carefully unwrap Christmas presents and rewrap them because she couldn't stand waiting. She wouldn't have worked very well in this environment, <laughs> frankly. There are a lot of people. You Think about it. You're entering a career. And look, we have a lot of people here who work. I mean, Marshall's huge. Um, and And... A lot of people in, in positions there are working on projects they may or may not see finished in their lifetime. Think about that for a minute. To appreciate people who, who are going into, it's kind of like fighting a war for a hundred, the hundred years war. Wasn't there a hundred years war? I think there was. <laughs> I don't think there were very many people at the beginning of the hundred years war that were fighting at the end of the hundred years war, right? This doesn't happen. They didn't know if it was going to end or not. And and it's kind of like the same thing with science. You you go out and you stick your neck out there and you and you do these projects and you're not going to find out anything sometimes for a couple of years. In this case with this Mars rover, this new one, they they're not going to they're not going to know if they've had a success till February. That actually is a short time compared to some of the other things we've done. Yeah. And, you know, these folks, they can get off on, into other projects to kind of, you know, keep them busy. For, Mitigate their time. You checked in. You, you clocked in. What did you do that day? Because <laughs> I know that thing's still flying tomorrow. But imagine the reward here for, you know, in February, this thing hopefully works out well for NASA. And you're getting all this incredible new science with some of the stuff they're going to do. And this thing actually flies. This little helicopter thingy. I mean, that's pretty cool stuff, yeah, and you know? As Rebecca said, it's been a dream of hers to be involved since the eighth grade, so she's known what she's wanted yeah. to do for a long time. Thank God for you people that are out there doing that stuff. You're awesome. Hey, have a great day. WTKI Talk. Don't have time to call? Then email Fred at WTKIRadio.com. Slacker. It's the Declaration of Independence as we're created. Doesn't matter. Declaration of Independence has no validity under the law. I notice you said it's unconstitutional. Did you say it's undeclarational? It is. It is undeclarational. Yes. That's one hell of an argument, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Can you feel that, buddy? Handle on the Law, Saturday nights from 9 to midnight on WTKI Talk.
one of the things about the humidor is it's probably got the greatest variety of any tobacco shop in Huntsville. I come down here because the variety of accessibility of the different types of cigars that they have. Great selection of cigars, and they have the best selection of cigars around at a good price. Buy it, smoke it here, hang out with the guys. Great pipe selection, great tobacco selection. They do a great job of taking care of the customer, and that's what counts. The Humidor Pipe Shop, Memorial Parkway Southwest. Now open Sundays, noon to 6. Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day, 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKA.